Everyone and welcome to the way with Anoa. I am uh, here. Hopefully, you're here. It's eight o'clock. It is Tuesday, July 12, thousand sixteen. Oh my God, what a day this has been, right, you guys? I mean, we are approximately two weeks from the Democratic National Convention. There's been some craziness going on with the Republican, you know, with with their party platform. Like, do we? Re- I mean, like, do we even bother with what they got going on? Um, I just want to send you guys some peace and love and hugs and kisses and best wishes. I know that for quite a few people, you know, who are Bernie Sanders supporters had a tough blow today. Um, You know, Ben and I and others of the Progressive Army, we've been asking, you know, everyone, like, what are you going to do or prepare yourself because this will happen? And that was just out of love to prepare all of us to make sure that we were mentally fortified for this moment so that we were ready to continue on and do the work that we still need to do. This has always been a bigger movement moment. This has always been more than Bernie Sanders, right? This is about all of us. And I I mean, if any of you caught my little Periscope video I did on lunch earlier today, you know, like I said, you have so much to be proud of. You did this. We did this, right? Bernie raised all that money because we donated. We, we, we poured out and we believe. And now we're in phase two. Our, our, the next step of our work officially begins. And what does that look like? We're going to continue having that conversation over the next few weeks. There are several organizations and groups that have been born out of this movement. There are many others that have already existed. Um, you know, regardless of what your issue are, our issues are that you are really passionate about, there is something out there for you. And I am really committed to helping you find your, your place in the revolution. I mean, revolution is not easy. Um, this is never going to be, you know, something that we achieve by heading to the voting booth, right? Um, voting is a tool. Protest is a tool. Right now, um, shout out right here in Atlanta, right? Actually, like 10 minutes from my house. You know, they have been shutting it down. Um, shout out to the leadership. Shout out to people who, who are out there, who are planning, who are grinding, who are making it happen on the, on, on the hugest levels, right? And... I just want to make sure that you all, you know, are good. So if you're you're listening and you want to hop on the phone for real quick, 857-600-0518. We do have phones for a little bit before I get to my interview for the night, which is also going to be very cool in the spirit of celebrating you and your greatness, because that's what you need to do. Like this is not a, this should not be a sad thing, right? We have accomplished something that no other movement in terms of electoral politics has done in the modern political history of this country. And we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep supporting down ballot candidates. We're going to keep, you know, for everyone who's going green, you know, um, Jill Stein probably got the most boosts and shares in terms of like ABC News and other hits today than she has like um, since she was running before, you know. So like, seriously, but do get to my know your worth, know your value and know your strength because you are powerful. Right. Like, seriously, I know, you know, I made some of y'all mad talking about how Bernie didn't do enough in terms of black outreach. Well, I still stand by exactly what. And we that's a whole nother conversation. If anybody ever cares to write, read the piece that I'm going to write about it. Um, you know, thank you very much. 
But, um, you know, he did a lot. He did what he did. And this is the point that we're at. And so now we're moving forward. There's People's Revolution. There's a convention. There's still plenty of stuff moving forward. Check out stuff going on Black Men for Bernie. I mean, the potential is infinite. It's limitless. Do not let the fear mongering get you down. Yes, Trump bad. Ooh. Yes, Trump is a racist. Ooh, I'm so scared. Trump is such a racist. And you can dig up all the pieces from the 80s of him being racist. And yet, and still, your, your chosen golden calf hung out with him. Your girl hung out with a racist. What does that say about her? I accept people who show me who they are. <laughs> what does that say about people who hang out with racists? Your dude, your, your boy Bill Clinton was, was playing at segregated um, white-only country clubs when he was running for president. So save the ooh, so bad. Racism is bad. Yes, I'm black. This is America. I know racism is bad. You know, please stop quoting Obama. Don't quote Martin Luther King to me because you clearly not listening to nothing Martin Luther King said post I have a dream. Because if not, but when? Like seriously, you you know, you know not you know not what you do. So you know tonight I'm rocking my Millennium Falcon shirt. Because if you're going to fight the evil empire, you need to be in a Millennium Falcon. Um, yes, nerd love. Um, but seriously, I mean, just, just, I just want to say that to everybody. Just, just, just keep your wits about yourself. There's enough time to fall apart. If you're going green, excellent. But um, just make sure you understand exactly how valuable. Like, you guys are awesome. Are you going to start your own, are we starting our own party? Like, know that you're, you're great. Bernie didn't make us. We made him. Sorry. But it's true. Bernie, Bernie exceeded the wildest expectations because of us. Right? Not me, us. Us. Us is the operative word. And whatever happens going forward, we have found each other. We are together and we are moving forward. And we're going to create such change <laughs> that the establishment parties are not going to know what to do with themselves. Yes, you may have won this little pitiful, pitiful little battle. Good for you. Ooh. Now you got Bernie tweeting little um bs <laughs> petty tweets like you had a uh, uh, liz lizzie lizzie warren doing good for you you corrupted his twitter account kudos you know bernie sanders did send out an email um explaining you know kind of why he did what he did it would have been nice dude had you given us a heads up <laughs> you know everyone's swarping down the mainstream media had it wrong I keep telling y'all i keep telling y'all <laughs> oh lord but no seriously you know, we have some greatness. You know, keep tuning in to Progressive Army. There's a lot of wonderful voices out there. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, next up, you know, tonight, uh, today also was the, um, oh, great. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where you're calling from? Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive Army, and I'm calling from Indiana. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm fine. I just wanted to call and thank you again because I've already thanked you once today for the um, for the Periscope talk you had today because it was something that I definitely needed to hear. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that because I was at my lunch and I was just texting random people like, it's okay, just keep pushing. And I was like, you know what? I got Periscope on my phone. Let me just kick out a few verses real quick. <laughs> And I'm, I'm glad that you and other people felt that it was it was something that was valuable here because that's what we need. Right. I mean, some folks need a battle cry. That's cool, too. 
you know, um, my strength, I think, you know, that's that's that big sister motherly in me. And my strength, I think, really is kind of helping to keep people motivated and pushing forward, you know, keeping the the way clear the way. Um, but 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 I appreciate you, Jamie, so much. And Jamie actually wrote some really great articles um, that at some point we're actually going to get around. It. There's been so much going on. We haven't had a chance to bring Jamie on. But but shout out to Jamie. She's a research whiz, editing whiz, writing whiz here at Progressive Army. Totally wonderful person. Like, call from seriously. unknown caller. To add this caller uh, to your current call, press five. To accept. OK, I've sent the caller's voicemail. Goodbye. We, um, <laughs> but we are, you know, we, we are building out, there are a lot of, I mean, I think that's really what we need to do. I think, I think, you know, take today, feel however you feel, but tomorrow, you know, there's work to do. We have delegates who are going to the convention. It's still very important for everyone to go to Philadelphia. Um, we have the, like I said, we have the people's, the people's, uh, platform, people's convention happening July 23rd, um, at the Archer Street house, uh, starting at 10 o'clock. Jill Stein, since now that's everyone's new favorite person, will be speaking as well as Senator Nina Turner, one of my favorite people. Yes, um, I will also be there. Um, and it's all day, you know, democratic ratification process of a people's platform. You can check out their website, which I will tweet out um, after the show because I'm trying to be good and, and not and, and focus on you guys. But one of the things I want to talk about tonight also was... Um, you know, I've talked about Blue Lives Matter before. Ben just most recently talked about it again, the Blue Lives Matter, the push for Blue Lives Matter laws. Um, Pennsylvania apparently is pushing. Oh, great. Caller, you're. Hello. Um, my name is Q. I'm calling from VA. Hey. What's going on? We had on? a couple conversations on Twitter. This is that uh, Q got no rings yes, on Twitter. How you What's doing? Up? Yay, you called. What's going on? What's, what you got to say to me tonight? What's up? How you doing? Man, 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 man. I'm good. I hope you're doing good too. I got a question. Well, actually, okay. I, I got more of a comment and I want uh, your, your thoughts on it, basically. In dealing with all of the recent shootings and all the recent just state sanctioned murders, basically. I have such an issue with two camps who are quote unquote mourning this and trying to attack this. Um, one camp I have a problem with is the stat trolls, the Fox news crowd who always reverts and deflects to, well, what about black on black crime? Right. And then I have just about the same disdain for the neo-libs, especially the black neo-libs who use these murders under the guise of, hey, this is uh, what we can do for you all. And then when they get into office, they don't do anything. They're just using, you're, they're just using these shootings as political bargaining chips. And it's right. same on both of them because one camp doesn't care about black-on-black -black crime until it's a police officer who shoots somebody. Then the other camp only uses this as bargaining chips so we can get votes. Then when you go into your office to affect change, you don't give a damn about us. And I have so much anger for both of these camps, but I have so much shame for the black neo-libs, the people like John, Lu John Lewis and Bakari. I, I have so much, this is so disrespectful. And I want to get your opinion 
on on that because that's so damaging to the cause. Well, um, I appreciate you so much for, for calling in. You said you would one day, and it was today. That's awesome. And we'll definitely continue to chop it up because I appreciate our dialogues on Twitter. Um, but 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 to the, just just to kind of wrap it up a little bit, the two of them, I think that that you know one of the things just ultimately at the bottom line that we need to continue to do because we vote for people on the promise of what they say we'll do, but what they say they'll do, but we rarely follow through in holding them accountable. You know, a lot of people feel disillusioned by Obama because he hasn't done anything and this, that, and the other for Black people or whatever, you know, as an example. But, you know, we were so excited and, and thrilled to have him in office in 2008. There was very little done in organized, coordinated accountability to make sure that there was follow through or that there were actually like certain measures and stuff, right? Like people point to the police task force that was commissioned, um, what, last year or the year before last. But, um, the recommendations. One of the one of the primary recommendations was that uh, the that you know they need to start keeping track of the police killings. And then his appointee, you know, Loretta Lynch comes in and is like, "Nah, we don't need to do that. We're not doing that." So I mean, we really have to. I, I, I absolutely understand the frustration and know what you're talking about in terms of when people say they're going to do something and they smile and they dance. I mean, we're seeing that right now, even with stuff going on with Hillary Clinton, right? But um, but I really do feel like, you know, if we hold people accountable, we stay active and engaged in our communities, particularly when we're talking about these local level politicians, right? They need us. They need us more consistently than the people on the national level do. And if we hold people accountable, they live in our communities oftentimes, right? So we hold people accountable. We stay active and engaged. And I understand that it's a lot. I understand we all have lives to live and things going on, but we have to build out strong examples of civic engagement to, to stay the course. Um, I mean, you know, and we're, especially when we're talking about like police, the police killings and stuff like that, we really need to, um, I mean, you know, that also has to do with, you know, how to handle police also deals with who is in our city council positions, who our mayors are. Um, you know, as somebody pointed out, we have a lot of democratic mayors in these cities and these situations that are happening and they're, they're atrocious. So, I mean, I really believe that accountability, active engagement and involvement and, and, and keeping the community involved. Um, which has been hard because we've been let down a lot by the people who were supposedly elected to protect us. So I definitely appreciate the comment. And, and as for like, you know, the black on black crime, I just, you know, I just keep hitting people back with, with, with facts. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like black on black crime is some amorphous concept that was created to, you know, escape responsibility for issues that happen. You know, no one ever talks about white or white crime. Matter of fact, the, 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 the shooting, the killing of the police in Michigan at the courthouse, um, that was a white man. And nobody's talking about the white on white crime that just happened. No one's, no one's calling that a hate crime. No, no one. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the dialogue conversation is completely different. And so we really do need to keep challenging narratives, but, but actually putting out solutions and then following through. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling. So just just to just kind of wrap it up, just just you know, PA is um, in light of the uh, Dallas shootings last week. And again, I this is not to say that 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 people dying in the line of duty. This is not to say that people who lose their lives are not valuable people. I mean, that's that should be a given. You know, what I'm saying I'm a humanist. That, sh that should be an absolute given. But to elevate killing police officers, as I've already discussed before, has been as discussed as very Lee Fangs talked about it, you know, to elevate the killing of police officers to a hate crime. I mean, hate crime is a very specific term of art. It's very specific designation in law, right? 
and 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 an occupation is not an immutable characteristic for which you, you're being you know targeted, right? If you don't want to be targeted for being a police officer, you can go do something else. Like that's that that's that's like it's, it's overly simplistic, but it also disregards the fact that if you target police officers, if you do anything, so whether you meant to do something or not, whether you target them or not, there's already very stiff penalties across the country for people who do who do anything to police officers. So the issue is not whether or not people will get punished. If you do something to a police officer, you most definitely are going to jail if you make it out alive. If you make it out of whatever situation is alive, you most definitely go into jail. Uh, do not pass go. You will not be collecting $200. You, they'll probably put you under the jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like police, like cop killers are prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and then some. The problem we really do have, and this is what needs to be pressed upon state legislatures and other bodies that are trying to pass these laws. The problem is not that we need to pass laws to protect police officers from the people. The problem is we need to make sure the people are protected from the police. That's the issue we're having. What happened last week in Dallas is tragic. It's horrific. It's awful. It really is. But that does not mean that now in Pennsylvania, we need laws to protect the people, protect police as in, in under hate crime statutes, which includes things like gender and race. It's not the same thing at all. It really is not. The best thing you could do to keep police safe is to hold them accountable. For real. Hold them accountable and address the issues going on in the community. And, you know, for President Obama today in his remarks to call what happened a hate crime without properly couching the term. He's a lawyer, he should know better. He's constitutional, he's kind of lawyer, constitutional lawyer, he should know better. Um, particularly when you do have this wave of, you know, the, these legislative attempts happening. Um, yeah, it's problematic. I mean, it's really problematic. And he just gave legs to something and value to this notion that somehow we have to protect police. Like, like I said, again, what happened is tragic. Oh. Awesome. Caller, where are you from and what's your name and your comment? Hey, hey, this is uh, my first time calling. Enjoy your show. Yeah. Uh, no, Thank I you. just, I wanted to, I wanted to, along the lines of uh, Black Lives Matter. Am I on there? I'm sorry. Hello? I'm sorry. Yeah, along the lines of Black Lives Matter, I wanted to propose, uh, and I'm not out there marching, so this is all my opinion. I don't have the right to pass judgment or strategy or anything like that. But my thoughts were, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it, and I'll take your answer okay. off the air. Um, I think the strategy is wrong. The protests, we are literally out there protesting the people that, the people policing us, are the people we are protesting against. And it just looks like a recipe for disaster. I don't think we're winning hearts and minds the, the way we would like to because the people that are getting to uh, police us, for example, it, it gets worse because looking at Baton Rouge when the police officers violated the woman's Fourth Amendment and, and ran up on her property and were snatching uh, um, protesters off of her property, New precedents are being set, and there's no one to say, hey, stop. These pre Not only are, um, do we have the right to protest, but the precedents that police are now, um, the boundaries they're now crossing, nobody is, is saying, hey, these, you can't do that. I think people need to start protesting politicians, 
district attorneys, court buildings, sit-ins at courts, sit-ins at um, legislative offices, places where people that control the police can make decisions. But as long as we're out there confronting police, it doesn't have, it just looks confrontational without, the police are not going to change their behavior without people higher up telling them they have to change their behavior. And by, mm-hmm. by direct confrontation with the police, to me, doesn't seem as effective as if I sat in at the DA's office. If they couldn't have court one day because people sat in at the court building, and of course those folks would get arrested, yes, but it would stop the wheels of justice to the point where they say we have to do something else. Having these police get to beat up on people in the, um, is not having the same effect that it did in the 60s where people watched it in horror. Um, but people were protesting something else other than the police. The police were a tool. Now you're actually protesting the police. And so they get to do as they see fit. Just um, your thoughts on that. And I'll take this answer off the end. Well, I appreciate uh, the thought and for you um, calling in. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing and watching the show. Um, so overall, I don't know that I agree with the with the idea that if we're protesting the police and causing confrontation is actually causing us more issues. I think that in protests and a lot of these instances, it's highlighting some of the issues with over-policing and, you know, the need for demilitarization. Um, I do agree though, that's that energy. We do need to target politicians. We do need to target the people who are, who are enforcing the laws, who are making laws. We do need to target people who are, addressing policies. One thing that I've talked about previously, because, um, because you know, it's an uphill battle to change the constitutional standard in terms of like what a reasonable officer would do. But one of the things, um, my godmother is a, um, is a law professor. Shout out to my godmommy, Professor Judith Scully from Stetson Law School. Um, she is a, she's a criminal defense, she's a former criminal defense attorney. She actually handled, um, she did a bunch of civil rights case work. She actually handled some of the John Burge um, police brutality cases in Chicago. And one of the things we talked about was the fact that administ- there's stuff that police departments can do, admin- that municipalities can do administratively to address the issues um, with police, you know, overreach, police shootings, police brutality, police destruction of property, like like police behavior, right? Like there are things that administratively can be done, but we have to push for that to happen. There's also a guidebook I found from the ACLU. It's like 20 years old. Um, but it is, uh, I don't know if I haven't looked to see if they have anything more updated, but it was still pretty good and had a lot of really good, you know, action items. And I, I've tweeted out before. I'll definitely tweet it out again after the show. Um, so I really do think that there's a lot that we could be doing beyond what is happening right now. I think what happens is that people get really emotional and want to gather and have a show of strength. And I understand that. I'm not one to go out there either, but I'm not necessarily going to criticize people who do. And I don't think the caller was doing that. And I definitely appreciate the way he went about expressing his opinion, because I think we need to be able to express our opinions without attacking people who do things that we don't necessarily agree with. Right. Um, So I do appreciate the caller for for how he went about, uh, you know, addressing that. But I do think that that that's an excellent point about how we do need to be talking to our mayors, Um, which here in Atlanta, actually, there was a basically they laid siege to the governor's mansion and demanded to speak with um, Mayor Kasim Reed. <laughs> and I believe at about uh, four or five o'clock this, mo- or, uh, this morning, I think Kasim Reed did actually come out and talk to him. Not, I haven't, uh, with work and family, I didn't actually get to check out, follow up on what actually had or had not happened. But 
Um, yeah, so I do I do agree. Definitely. We, we need to do more than just, you know, I mean, protest is one aspect. It is one tool. Um, there's a lot of organization and stuff that is going on for a lot of different groups. Check out Asada's Daughters, BYP 100. I mean, there's, there's so many Justice League New York. There's so many organizations across the country, um, Million Hoodies, that we may not necessarily see or know the names, but there is organization going on and we can definitely leverage our civic effort to helping, you know, their work grow. So I appreciate everyone appreciate everyone who's tuned in so far. Thank you to those who have called in. Um, you guys can definitely hit me up on Twitter and we can chat some more. I have an interview tonight. Um, there is a group, there's a documentary team from um, Switzerland, apparently, that took interest in our little crazy thing called elections, primary elections here in the United States. And Michael is with me. Um, and we are going to chop it up a little bit about their documentary. And he's going to tell us a little bit about kind of why they chose, you know, to follow, to come over here and check out this interesting experience we've all now been living for the past year. Um, Michael, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Oh, I think you're muted. Oh, you just need to unmute yourself. Yeah, the little microphone down okay, there. Okay, here we there go. There you go. Yay, Thank hi. Hi, Anoy. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for staying up. It is after 2 a.m. there, so I appreciate you so much. This is awesome. I, I watched the trailer earlier when Hank's in it. Shout out to Hank, you know, the youngest member on our team. Um, Hank is still in high school, and Hank definitely booked this wonderful interview for me. So I'm so excited. Can you just, just give me a little, you know, background information and about the project? Just tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of what inspired you guys to do this. This is awesome. Yeah, well, actually, I grew up in the States, so I'm American. And then oh, I've been awesome. Living, yeah, yes, and I've been living in Switzerland for the last 15 years where I okay. um, finished my studies in philosophy um, okay. and then joined an artist collective where we, we do transdisciplinary, anti-disciplinary um, work. Um, and one of the members of the artist collective, Lionel Roop, is a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've been working together on a couple of projects and one of our mutual passions is uh, American politics. Oh, so, okay. Um, pretty obvious for me growing up in the States. I grew up in Western New York. Um, okay. Um, but then to have- Oh, um, wait, where at? Uh, so south of Buffalo, Fredonia. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> My partner's from Buffalo. Very okay. cool. Yeah, so I yeah. know where that's at. Awesome. Okay, I'll let you continue. <laughs> And um, now we, I live in uh, Lausanne, Switzerland, so it's the French-speaking part of Switzerland. Okay, okay. And um, yeah, there's a group, we're, we're eight artists who, are, who um, have different projects going on throughout the year. And um, one of the ways that we um, work is that we have these sort of self-produced projects where we put aside money and then we can use that pool of money to go and do crazy things that we want to do last minute. And that's kind of how it worked out, was okay. that Lionel and I were sharing a beer um, one night and um, talking about how how exciting um, Bernie Sanders' campaign is in the state. Mm -hmm. Now it's really there's this groundswell. Um, this is back in April, right? Right. Um, this groundswell of uh, of support for this um, this very surprising candidate for for, for American politics. And um, the New York primary was coming up, and um, we decided just to 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 wing it and to and um, buy the tickets and hop on a plane. And um, we showed up in New York uh, a week before the primary, so the primary was on April nineteenth. We were there the Tuesday before, and um, with very little preparation. So what we did is we just kind of 
headed out to the different headquarters in New York, the, um, the one in Harlem, the one in Brooklyn, and um, just started contacting people and um, following people around canvassing and um, making contacts that way, sort of surfing the wave of, of, the, of the Bernie energy that was going gotcha, on. Gotcha, gotcha. And, um, and it, was, it was an amazing experience. Um, um, and we, we, we met some, some fantastic people. Um, we spent a lot of time in the Harlem, um, um, very cool. Our Very outreach cool. center, and there was Michelle Watley, who was who was who was leading the the the. Yeah, I've heard black, of yeah, black outreach. Yes, I'm familiar with Michelle. Michelle and I have gone back and forth. I um <laughs> I mod I, I admin African American for Bernie, so Michelle and I have talked a lot. So very cool, awesome. Yeah, and awesome. Um, and so yeah, so we 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 phoned pretty much just the 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 nuts and bolts of the campaign that week. Okay. we 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 were following um, seasoned uh, canvassers around mm -hmm. uh, New York, seeing how people are re were reacting to, to, to Bernie's message. And, um, you know, and then and everyone knows how the New York uh, primary turned out that Bernie ended up winning almost all of the, the rest of New York State, but he lost, he lost New York City. Right. And, and um, but we also saw a lot of um, voter disenfranchisement. Um, okay. Uh, you know, systematic um, voter disenfranchisement we saw we saw really people having a hard time even knowing where, where to vote. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that we, what we saw was really that there's this, there's this, there was this movement in, in New York. There's a lot of enthusiasm, but people just, the, the machine wasn't completely up and running. And right. so, right. so um, for us, it was really interesting. I mean, it was obviously very disappointing um, to, mm -hmm. That Bernie lost New York because I think he was he running into it. He had a lot of momentum, and that sort of slowed down his campaign. And and um, but from a purely film perspective, it was actually very interesting to see see this loss, see the see the people sort of realize that um, even in spite of all of the, these efforts that they had, that um, you know money in politics is 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 so strong, and Clinton's name recognition in New York was so right. strong that um you know he didn't he didn't get the black vote in new york city he didn't get the latino vote and you know we were we were with a lot of people canvassing in in, 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 in you know in minority neighborhoods and um people were receptive to the message but you just you know he doesn't have an army behind him he doesn't have right. money and 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 so it was um so it was really i think emblematic of of the campaign so we were really happy to be in new york um but we um, we don't have an unlimited amount of funds. We live here in Switzerland, so it's really expensive. <laughs> gotcha, to, uh, definitely. In the states, right? Um, so we were we were hoping to go to California. We started a mm -hmm. crowdfunding campaign. Um, it didn't get it didn't pick up, you know, um, for one reason or another. We're we're sort of stuck at that two thousand two thousand okay. dollar mark, which is great because it's helping us. It'll help us pay for. For some of the fees that we had in New York, but what we really want in this last week of the crowdfunding campaign is to raise up the raise enough money to go to Philadelphia. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, so okay. So, tell me a little about that. Like, so, so, so that would be. So, you you've been in New York. So, are you guys thinking about you know continuing the documentary and filming some more in Philadelphia? Or are you thinking about a screening or like what what's the plan? Ideally, you know, what would yeah, you like? What was the outcome you would like to happen? Yeah, ideally we'd have we'd have uh, several sort of chapters in this film. Okay. Three or four chapters. You want to have a full-length documentary. We'd like to have an hour, hour, twenty minutes. 
um, to then present to different um, media outlets to go through to go to different um, um, film festivals with it um, and to really get sort of the message of, of, of uh, this movement out mm -hmm. uh, in Europe and, 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 and even in the States to really document and to the what's happening. So we have New York, which was, you know, for the most part, very positive experience. People were right. enthusiastic. And I think our documentary, the first the trailer that we made for the crowdfunding um, project uh, shows that, that there was a lot of energy there. And now we'd really like to go to, to, to Philadelphia because I think following what happened today, um, I still think that there's going to be, as you mentioned earlier in the show, the People's Convention, there's going to be, I think, um, the People's Revolution and all that's still um, extremely interesting um, from mm -hmm. both a sociological, political perspective, but also yes, for our yeah. film, um, to, to, to see what's, what, what's going to happen to all of this energy now that, that Bernie's capitulated and, and endorsed Clinton. Right. All of all of the diehard Bernie fans, you know, and and I'm definitely feeling it, you know, and and so I'm I'm a little lost today, and I and and um, but I think our film still has a clear direction, and we want to go to Philadelphia. We want to get into the convention. We want to film the inside of the convention. Mm -hmm. we, we're we're looking to get press accreditation through our um, producer here in Switzerland. Okay. Um, and we want to see, you know, the sort of, you know, smooth corporate side of, of the of the Democratic Party and how all of that, you know, is 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 primped and 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 and, and smoothed over um, with you know prepared speeches and everything. And then on the right. side of the convention, I think it's going to be extremely interesting. I think um, I still think there's going to be math. The masses are going to descend on Philadelphia. There's still that. Oh, I still think I think if if now more than ever, I think there's going to be a critical mass on Philadelphia. Um, so hopefully you guys will get to be there because I'll be there that that Saturday and Sunday. I will be with people's, okay. people's convention. So that would be really awesome. And I'll definitely um, I think Hank had sent me the, the, the crowdfunding stuff. So I'll definitely make sure we get that out. Um, like I said, I yeah, admin um, African Americans for Bernie and people of color for Bernie, both very large Bernie pages. So I'll definitely get that up for you. Yeah, every, every, every dollar, every we, we we're, we're sort of focusing on this the, the famous twenty seven dollar donation too, because we know every, cool. every every if you know very even cool. if, you know, a couple hundred people give us twenty seven bucks, we're gonna go and we'll we'll come right. to you about it. And we have we have contact with some of the organizers of the People's Convention, and um, yeah, we really we really want to get there. And, and nice. And um, so. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say, so so since you, you've grown up here, you've lived here and you've lived over, you know, in Europe, like from, from, from that's like an awesome perspective, right? Cause we, we always wonder, like I wonder the chaos, like how do our elections, particularly this election cycle, like how do people like, you know, what does this look like, you know, for people abroad looking at what's unfolding here? Um, yeah, thanks for asking. I mean, I've thought about it a lot, and especially since our documentary hasn't gotten a lot of traction, um, even among like our circle of wider friends or mm -hmm. people interested in what we're doing. But and especially in the in the in the, in the media, in both the local and the, and the more national and international European media, we haven't really been following the Bernie Sanders and his movement. There's been also a media blackout. Um, that's, ah, okay. That, that's, okay. That's come over. Um, um, across across the sea. Yeah, we thought that was just here. <laughs> um, and I think that, um, you know, when, when I talk to people about this project or I talk, tell, even tell people I was traveling in France recently, um, mm -hmm. that I'm American, everyone just mentions Trump, right? Because Trump's just sort of the guy that everyone loves to hate. And I think that Europeans, in a lot of sense, um, 
are it's easy for it's easier for them to to grasp a sort of Trump candidacy because it's part of this American myth of of this sort of extremism and, mm, okay. and it's unfortunate because I think a lot of people if they had heard of Bernie Sanders they weren't really interested because they probably felt that it was sort of lost from the beginning that there's no way that America would would swing back to to the left to to right. a sort of more socialist democratic. Um, perspective, which is what we have in Europe. I mean, a lot of Bernie Sanders' platform um, pro program is is pretty much standard fare in Europe. Right, I mean, right. I, I came to Europe. I was twenty, um, okay. and I was welcomed with open arms in Switzerland. I got free. Went to the university with free tuition. Um, they helped me pay for my health insurance, um, and and so I got this. I got a great education for mm -hmm. free. Um, and um, I mean, I, I encourage any American who, who 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 wants to take the leap over to Europe just to get to get on a plane and come and learn the languages and and and, and take advantage of at least for a couple of years. They don't have to stay like mm -hmm. I did. but you know, it's well, my, <laughs> my daughter's threatening to move. <laughs> my daughter is threatening to move. We all have passports. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah, there might be a mass exodus if God's <laughs> I know. Um, but I think that's great that you said that that's pretty much standard fare because that was that was part of the the you know the rhetoric here is like oh no it's not as great as it seems you know they have that stuff in Europe but it's this and and that's one thing Bernie would say earlier on is like this is like standard you know I'm not even what I'm saying is not even radical this is standard in so many countries you know so many of our allies do this you know it makes no sense that they were basically the only ones who don't um, wow so that's Really, free healthcare and free college. Hmm. <laughs> it's not free healthcare. I just, I was, I was, oh, okay. I just had to prove that I was a poor okay. student. Yeah. Now, yeah. I know it was for my healthcare. Switzerland has a, has a, has a private healthcare system. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, okay. But okay. they, um, but it's mandatory for everyone. So if you don't have enough money, um, they'll pay for it for you. The government oh, will pay for it. Okay. But okay. if you are, you know, you know, middle class, you okay. have. Um, you have to pay for your healthcare, but it's um, universal. It's universal. Okay. Um, it's not like that in all of Europe. It's it's actually usually quite it's cheap. Okay. Um, no, and and I think that yeah, Sanders here in Europe would be pretty much a center left candidate. He's not okay. the extreme extremist that you know the 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 the, the U.S. media has portrayed him as, and and as um, you know, there's there's a sort of um, slander campaign mm -hmm. and, I, and i agree with jill stein i mean um that there there was a sort of you know psychological warfare from the, yes. from the democratic, democratic national party that, uh, against sanders and i think that there, the the chips were stacked against him from the beginning mm -hmm. and that, um, it's amazing i think as, as sort of an end of a political career he's had an amazing political career um if this is the end i mean he, he, he he's done much more than we could ever imagine i think he's you know really vitalized an entire and then entire swath of the right. and um it's a it's sort of a depressing day for a lot of bernie sanders um supporters and you know there's stats coming out that the guardian says that 85 percent of Sanders supporters will vote for clinton who knows you know but um, I think that he's done an amazing thing with this with this campaign, and and, and that's why we want to film it. I think that this could really be the beginning of, of some substantial change in the states. And I think our perspective, coming from Europe, seeing that is something that you know can be implemented, right? Be implemented, um, you know, for the, for the betterment of, of, of the, the weakest among us. Um, that that they that 
filming this and, and bearing witness to this movement is really what we want to do because I think in the next, you know, in 20, 30 years, this could be a really important document for, for, for American history. Definitely agree. So you talked, just, just to go back a little bit to just, just to what, what you've done so far, like with the New York process, like just, just, you know, maybe were there any takeaways that you guys had from, from that part? I know you mentioned that you witnessed like some of the, the voter disenfranchisement and we've heard a lot of accounts from people about that stuff too. Um, I mean, I think, I think every primary day we would be flooded on the different pages I helped run with, with tests, with, with people's accounts of this going wrong or someone's video posted, you know, were there any takeaways, I guess maybe that you had, or just maybe, maybe any thoughts from like actually being there in the mix in New York to now today, you know, any reflections of like, you know, he's endorsed now. I mean, he had yeah. all the excitement. It was one way. And now here we are. You know, everyone is in that kind of like, blah, where do we go from here? Which is why I'm trying to be upbeat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I mean, what I saw was, I mean, the, the New York elections went off except for the, the, the purging of those 100,000 or so. Right, in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. In Brooklyn. I mean, there weren't long lines. Um, well, I mean, the, the, I think the problem was more, was much more systemic and the uh -huh. fact that independent voters um, and couldn't, um, switch their affiliation or they had to switch back in October yeah. uh, in order to vote. So these, these, these very, you know, these barriers, these systemic barriers to voting were very present. Everyone we were talking to, um, there were a lot of independent voters who couldn't even vote in the primary. Right, right. Now exactly. canvassing and trying to convince the, Demo the registered Democrats to change anyway. So on, on, on actual the primary day, um, you know, we, we didn't go, we couldn't, you can't go film in the, in the booths or anything. Right. So, so, so we, we pretty much just, you know, heard and followed some people trying to trying to get people to go out and vote at the last minute from the Harlem headquarters and everything. But what what, what I really think we saw and what we witnessed is that um, we met people who didn't even know they thought they could just go vote at their school, for example. Mm. You know? So no, you have to you know get up early if you've got classes. You've got to go across all New York. Um, and 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 maybe you you know you'll find your voting booth and I mean it, it's 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 insane for people in Europe because like it's so easy to vote you 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 can easily mail in your ballot you can, mm. um, you know and, and it's really making it difficult for people to vote is one of the ways that I think um, Clinton got her you know beat Bernie Sanders by almost four hundred delegates you know right. when when Sanders um, you know endorsed Clinton today. I think it was really against his, his his own heart because he he knew that if the system had been less rigged in favor of the establishment candidate, I think he really had the popular vote. I really think he did. I think in, in the hearts and minds of American people, and that's what we saw in New York, that that he, he he's the candidate that everyone wants, mm. and 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 so that's what we saw in New York, and it, it's almost intangible in a lot of ways because it's just it's so systemic that it's. Um, some more in the conversations that we filmed and, the, and people canvassing going door to door and people being like, yeah, you know, my wife's Democrat, but I'm an independent and I can't even vote, you know. So, you know, people really upset right. um, that, that they couldn't participate in the New York primary um, for, for several reasons, right? Right, and, right. Uh, that's, that's what we saw. We really saw that there was, there was this, um, everything, you know, Bernie was, was, was fighting an uphill battle. And, um, and and he had been in the beginning, and it's true. He said today that it's amazing that he has you know 1,900 delegates. Um, I think that if um, 
people can can start to change the system, get rid of the superdelegate um, process, and 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 learn more about their civic duties as well. Like, how do you vote? Um, can we make the voting process easier for people? Um, get the young vote out. Um, I think next election cycle, I think that there can be a real big difference, and um, and 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 some some more progressive candidates, maybe a new progressive um, presidential candidate, can can win. Awesome. So do you think that today's endorsement, do you, do you think that changes the direction of your of your documentary at all? Or, or does it just give you a new layer to, to, to kind of play with? Yeah, well, we um, back I, I was looking at some of the earlier documents that we wrote in April and um, mm -hmm. sort of predicted it, you know, or like is is um, when what's going to and, and our question is what's going to happen to that energy when right. when um, when it is and, and now it's happened that um, Bernie endorsed Clinton. Um, it's it's um, it doesn't change the direction of our documentary because mm -hmm. uh, we're following the course of events as they happen and, right. and we're intuitively um, meeting people, um, striking up conversations on Twitter, and and so you know th this interview um, it, you know could be part of the documentary coming and seeing you in Philadelphia could become part of the documentary. So right. on the table, and it's all everything's always been on the table. So um, we 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 think that um, we we want to. We don't, we're not looking at an objective perspective because obviously mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders is an amazing candidate, but we're looking at it from a different perspective, we're looking at it from a more, more European perspective. And the fact that this happened is actually super interesting from a, from right. a film perspective. So, um, and, um, and so no, it doesn't, it doesn't change the direction. Um, it makes it maybe a little more difficult to convince people to give us, um, help fund the documentary. Mm -hmm. uh, because people don't want to necessarily watch a documentary about, um, um, uh, defeat <laughs> of a candidate that people love winners people people want to you know to um, maybe watch a documentary about um, about Clinton or Trump but we want to, we're going to continue making this documentary about Bernie's movement um, and the people behind him I think that's great I think I think just the positive stories you shared about how hard people in New York I think that's an example that we saw all over the country Country. Yeah. And I think people do need to be reminded of because a lot of it was the strength of people, right? Bernie is a great was a you know great candidate, you know, put a lot of great stuff on the platform on the table here in the U.S. that no one's seen since you know basically FDR <laughs> like 80 years ago. Um, but the people, and I really, I just, I just, I'm really excited about the the you know the prospect of seeing you know what you guys got going on because. Um, we did something that's why I try and keep it positive. I mean, you know, this is phase two now because we've already, we keep talking yeah. about, you know, he says it's a revolution, but revolutions don't end with voting, <laughs> you know. So, so I, I, any, anything you'd like anyone to know, um, it's almost time for me to say bye. Yeah, but anything well, you want anybody to know before before we, we, we close out for the evening? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to just share my the, the Twitter handle for the yes, for definitely, so definitely, it's, it's at Citizens Film. Um, citizens film and yeah, i've been tweeting them for like the last hour so yeah. definitely check I mean, them out actually, and give them a like we call the film the work in progress is, is citizens united because it's, okay. we want to reappropriate that term you know so it's citizens united with an exclamation point nice. should unite you know and it's not the, the the supreme court decision it's it's what's wrong with money in politics let's get let's get citizens to unite um, I love so, that. So check out our twitter handle we're putting out some interesting gifts Okay. Um, we're, 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 um, continuing our project on a more transmedia. I love the they live gif earlier. <laughs> that was great. That's one of my favorite movies. Like we're doing it. And he's been working on that for like two days. So that is like one of my favorite movies. I love that. 
and um, and yeah, and um, well, and if and if anyone's interested, we'll keep them up to date. You know, send me uh, follow me on Twitter and 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 the project on Twitter, and we'll we'll keep everyone up to date and hope to see you in Philly. Awesome. Well, I definitely, I definitely will be in touch and I'm definitely going, I'm definitely interested and, and want to learn more. And I'm going to share all the information, whatever pages and groups I'm in, I'm make, I'll make sure it makes the round. Okay. So I appreciate Thanks you so much. Thank you for staying up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do this again sometime and I'll yeah, try to see if we can. Great conversation. Love talking to you. I appreciate it. I enjoy talking to you too. This is great. And I'm um, also, you guys check out the trailer I tweeted out earlier too. It's pretty awesome. So thank you. I appreciate you. Have a good night. Yeah, have a good, have a good uh, night for you too. Or morning, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye. Bye, thanks so much. Thank you. So you guys, that is it for this week on The Way. Ben is coming up next with um, this awesome, awesome interview. Like I just had a really awesome interview, um, but Ben is talking to Kim, Tim Canova. We talk about the future. We talk about next step and moving forward. Tim Canova, who's running against Debbie Washburn Schultz down in Florida. Um, you know, Millennium Falcon, got to fight the evil empire. Uh, really exciting for excited for this interview. So definitely make sure to stick around or if you are just now tuning in, um, you know, we'll head on over and watch Ben together. I'll be in the chat room. Um, like I said earlier on, you know, I understand that people are frustrated, angry. I've seen so many different emotions expressed, particularly on Twitter, but this is unfortunately the nature of politics, but we are in it for the long haul. You know, revolution is not something to be taken lightly. Um, this is not, you know, some cool thing we just did for fun for a little bit. I understand that we've all been working hard for a very long time, but we have so much more work ahead of us. So, you know, take a break. Take a deep breath. Do what you got to do, but make sure you, you get on back in there because we need you. So you are powerful. You are excellent. You are everything. Please know that. All right. This is the way with Noah. I'm out. The way.